0: welcome to the love yourself naked podcast i'm your host chelsea glubish and i've been working with women for over two years to help them ditch the diet mentality find food freedom and gain a body confidence that they never knew was possible there is so much information out there about how to eat how to exercise and how to live a healthy lifestyle My goal on the show is to help answer all your questions and provide you the tools you need to live in peace with food and love your body. So if you are ready to discover what it's like to live a life without obsession, you are in the right place. Now let's get to the show. Hello everybody. Welcome to the show. I am hoping and praying that this recording works because this is take number three. I have been at it for over an hour now. I don't think the episode is going to be that long. It's probably going to be about 20 or 30 minutes, but for some reason, whatever is in the air, maybe it's the full moon. The last two times I recorded it, it just didn't take. So I'm trying a different platform this time. Hopefully it still sounds the same to be determined. Anyways, let's get into it. Third time's a charm, hopefully. I want to take today's episode in a little bit of a different direction. Now, you guys know that I am all about having a peaceful relationship with food and your body, but my area of expertise is definitely nutrition. So that's, of course, what I tend to just naturally share and talk more about. But today, we're going to dive into body image. I have had loads of questions on this lately. Things like how to improve body image, how to gain confidence, how to be able to look at pictures or look at yourself in the mirror without clothes on and not feel disgusted. How to see yourself for who you truly are, how to heal body dysmorphia. If that's something that you struggle with, it's definitely something that I've struggled with. How to improve self-esteem. The list goes on. If you struggle with how you show up in the world because of the way that you look, or maybe you don't love how you look, but you would like to find more acceptance. Maybe your relationship with food is impacted by the way that you look. So you decide what and how much to eat based on how your body images that day or what the number on the scale says. Then this episode is for you. I will just preface with a disclaimer that I am not a body image expert. I'm not a body image therapist or a body grief counselor. Where my body image expertise comes from is my own research and personal experience. So a lot of the tips that I'm going to share with you in this episode are based on what has worked for me and what has worked for my clients to help them have a better body image. What I first want to chat about is the concept of body grief, because if your goal is Body acceptance, to improve your body confidence, to get to a place where you have better self-esteem, you're not feeling super self-conscious, then you must first grieve all of the bodies that you once had that are not the current body that you live in. And I know that sounds weird, so let me explain. Body grief is the loss that we experience just by living in a body. It can result from so many different things. All of the changes that our body goes through is going to accompany some degree of grief. So this could include puberty menopause, pregnancy, infertility, miscarriage, if you develop a disability, chronic illness, if you have an injury, hair loss, eating disorders, mental illness, addiction, all of these experiences are going to change the way that you see your body, they may change the way that you feel in your body, and ultimately they are going to change your relationship with your body. Where we get into a space of feeling resentment or hatred towards our bodies is when we go through seasons like this without grieving the change and that perceived loss. And for many of us, we experience multiple losses throughout the course of our lives, which are going to end up compounding on each other when we aren't working through them individually. So if you never grieved the loss of your prepubescent body and puberty was a really hard time for you, like it was for me you are likely going to carry that poor body image into seasons of pregnancy, menopause, injury, illness. If you suffer from any of those things, you're going to be more likely to blame your body. And it feels like the most obvious thing to do to blame our bodies for changing because it must be my body's fault. You know, we try to resist any kind of change that might feel uncomfortable, that might make us feel less attractive. Sometimes we feel like our bodies are failing us. I know I've felt that way when I've been sick or injured or just going through seasons of, you know, our bodies changing their shape and composition and the way that they look. And all of the emotions that may accompany these changes are part of that grieving process. You might have heard of the five stages of grief. If not, I'm going to talk a little bit about them. So the five stages of grief are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then finally acceptance. And now these five stages of grief are going to apply to any kind of grief. If you're grieving the loss of a loved one, if you're grieving the end of a relationship, these are also going to apply to your relationship with your body and your experience in your body throughout your life. So let's take the example of having a baby. And I'm gonna walk you through all of the stages and just kind of paint a picture of what this might look like. So, you might be in denial initially about how your body has changed from having a baby. You might feel angry that you aren't able to quote unquote bounce back, or maybe you're not able to do some of the things that you used to, like jumping on a trampoline without peeing yourself. And maybe that makes you angry. It makes you angry that your friend that also just had a baby was able to achieve her pre-pregnancy body in no time. Maybe it makes you angry that you can't do those things that you used to do. You can't just go bounce on a trampoline or you know, go run and jump and play and, and do all of those things that you used to do. Maybe that makes you angry. And then bargaining is the stage where we start to try and solve the problem. So when we're thinking about body image, this is likely when we'll start to search for the next diet or weight loss program to help fix our anger that we have towards our body. Depression is the experience of deep pain and sadness that you feel when your body still doesn't go back to exactly the way that it was. Or maybe you're facing burnout because you're trying too hard to get it there and you're not actually honoring what your body needs. So you are acting in opposition to what your body really, really wants. And then the last stage is acceptance. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about what that looks like. But what's important to know about all of these stages is that they are fluid, They don't always happen in that exact order. They also aren't linear. So you might experience bargaining and then you might settle back into denial and then you might experience depression. And even the acceptance stage is not permanent because there will be experiences throughout your life that may trigger the wounds. For example, if you have PCOS, seeing a mom... Running around a grocery store with her child might be triggering for you. Seeing a friend from high school post a picture of her newborn baby on Instagram might be triggering for you because it reminds you that your body has not allowed you to have children. And there are so many unforeseeable triggers that you are going to encounter like this. Maybe it's no longer being able to shop in your favorite stores, not being able to play the sports you once loved, seeing pictures of yourself and noticing how you've aged and how your body has changed. I can't even come up with all of the possible examples of situations that you're going to face. And you can't even come up with all of the possible examples of situations that you are going to face that might throw you back into those grief cycles. So just know that If you feel really friggin' great about your body for a week or months or even years, and then all of a sudden something happens and it throws you into this hurricane of emotions, all you can do is ride the wave and trust that acceptance will come. It'll always come back around. I also just want to clarify what body acceptance is because it's not living in this state of total bliss where you love yourself unconditionally and you never think critically or judge yourself and you just feel like a badass bitch all the time. No, that is so unrealistic. Body acceptance is when we stop bargaining with the idea that we need to produce a different outcome and we simply say, This is out of my control. And then we find ways to cope. So instead of saying, Maybe I'll just try one more diet, acceptance would sound like, This is the body I'm in and I'm going to work on nurturing and loving her the best that I can. Acceptance really is the acknowledgement that this is where I'm at and that is okay. And I will tell you, I'll be totally transparent. There are days that I body check, and I look at old pictures, and I think about how my body used to be so much more defined, and I used to look stronger and more fit, and I used to be able to run more and faster, and now I'm starting to feel like an old lady. I'm getting injured a lot more, my recovery times are a little bit longer, I'm a little bit more tired than I used to be, and I don't love that feeling. But I don't respond with, well, I should probably be more strict with my diet and get up earlier so I can train more. But a previous version of me would have said that. Because she was bargaining. Acceptance for me now sounds like this is just a moment and it will pass. And I may be feeling salty about this right now, but I'm going to be okay. And then I start to implement some of my other coping strategies if those uncomfortable feelings are getting to feel a bit overwhelming. Because the biggest thing is that We don't want to ignore our feelings. We don't want to dismiss them, but we also don't want to sit in them for too long. My rule of thumb is that I don't like to allow a bad body image moment to become a bad body image day or a bad body image week or a bad body image month or year or decade. Because once you start to really sit in that shit and not find ways to get yourself out of it, that's when it starts to feel overwhelming and suffocating And we are really, really, really just pulling at strings to try and get ourselves out of that deep, dark hole. So let's talk about some of those strategies that I utilize. I've got a bucket full of tips to close out this episode, so get your pen and paper ready. I'm going to interrupt this episode for just a minute to invite you to start your intuitive eating journey, to truly discover what it's like to live in peace with food and accept your body. Maybe you've thought about what it would be like to live without food rules, but fear that you won't be able to control yourself around pizza, cookies, ice cream. Maybe you have a desire to eat without food guilt, but fear weight gain. That is why I created my 12-week intuitive eating program, a step-by-step guide to help you ditch the diet mentality and embrace food freedom. Inside the program, you have access to all the tools you need to help you understand your metabolism, eat healthy, satisfying meals, and never feel the need to go on another diet again. You also have access to one-on-one coaching calls with me to help design a custom game plan specifically for you. So if you're ready, I'd love for you to join me in the fall session, starting September, 2023. You can grab your spot on the waitlist at bloombodycollective.com under the services tab, food freedom course, or click the link below. Whether you've tried intuitive eating in the past or you're sick of dieting and ready to discover what it's like to have a relationship with food that isn't stressful, This program will transform your life. All right, now back to the episode. Okay, so first I've got some tools that are a little bit more mindset tools. They're going to help you with all of those experiences of body grief. So when you might really be sitting in the shit and feeling your feelings and trying to work through them. And so the first tool is to just breathe. And I know that sounds stupid easy, but this is actually a proven practice to help regulate your nervous system, which is going to help you shift out of your mind, out of that space where you are calling yourself very mean names, probably not saying very nice things to yourself, and it's gonna bring you back into the present. It's gonna bring you back into your body. So just taking a moment to pause when you're in your head about the way that you look, put your phone away, take some slow deep breaths for two to three minutes to calm your nervous system down. And then from there, create some space for the shit. So this is kind of my second tip and my best practice for allowing yourself to acknowledge your emotions without sitting in that shit for too long because it's gonna get stinky. And so my tip here is to just use one simple word. That word is and. For example, this really sucks and I'm gonna be okay. I do not like how my body looks right now And I'm gonna get through today. And then the last tool that I have in terms of coping with body grief is a little bit more of an action step, and that is to find joy. So once you have taken your deep breaths and you've used your and statement, the next thing I want you to do is find something that is going to bring you joy. Try something new, play a game, watch a movie or a quick clip that is gonna make you laugh. Put on some music and sing and dance. Do something that is going to make you smile. And then some tips that are going to help you more long-term and things that are more actionable that you can implement immediately once you're done listening to this episode. So I've got four of these. The first one is to set boundaries. This is so, so, so important to protect your peace. I know I've talked about boundaries in multiple other episodes before. So if you know, for example, that your closest girlfriends or relatives or family members, whoever you spend the most amount of your time with, are still very much a part of the diet culture conversation, and that tends to be the talk of girls' nights, it is your responsibility to communicate that those are not conversations that you are comfortable with. So you could say something like, can we please not talk about weight loss and dieting when we get together? I'm really trying to work on improving my body image, and I find those conversations to make it more difficult. There are so many different ways you can say this and so many different scenarios that you might be presented with. And of course, it's going to be challenging in the beginning, but practice in the mirror, practice setting those boundaries in the mirror or message me and we can role play, but you have to draw that line in the sand because if you are constantly surrounded by people that are feeding you diet culture messaging, it is going to be really hard to make any kind of changes for yourself in a different direction. And please, 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 if you know that you need to set a boundary somewhere, but you don't know what to say or how to, how to go about it, shoot me a message. I am so, so, so happy to help you with that. Okay, my second tip is kind of going to parlay very nice off of the first one, and it is to stop taking in diet culture messaging. So obviously the first part of that is setting boundaries with friends, family, but then the next part here is filtering media, which might sound like an impossible task because it is everywhere, but there are things that you can do. So you have control over the social media accounts that you follow. I would encourage you to unfollow anyone that you find is talking about body in a way that is weight focused or not inclusive of all body sizes. Unfollow anyone who talks about dieting or food in a restrictive way and anyone that you find to be triggering. You can also mute them if you don't feel comfortable, totally unfollowing them. So I've done that before, you know, people who will sometimes post things that I like, and I kind of still want to see updates of their life, but also sometimes they post things that make me feel uncomfortable or emotionally activated and just make me feel kind of ick and I don't love. So you can mute stories and you can mute posts and that way you're not totally unfollowing someone, but you have to take the extra step to go to their page in order to see their content. So That's the first thing. And then on social media as well, on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram, when you see a post that gives you that ick feeling, you can click the three dots. It's on the right-hand side somewhere, top or bottom, those little three dots, and there is an option that says, I'm not interested or I don't want to see this or something like that. I think it varies a little bit between the apps. But it's going to start to filter that content out of your feed. So keeping in mind that if your search history has been weight loss or belly fat burning workouts or low calorie meal plans, those are the things that you are going to see and the content that's going to come up in your feed because that is what the algorithm thinks that you want. So you just have to search, teach it otherwise by saying that you don't want to see that anymore. The next tip that I have is to focus on setting goals that aren't related to how you look and your physical appearance. Now, you can absolutely set physical goals, like maybe you wanna run your first marathon or do 50 push ups or be able to hang from a pull up bar for five minutes. Maybe you wanna just prioritize 15 minutes of movement a day. Those are all really, really great goals. Just be mindful of why you make the goal in the first place, because it is a very thin line when you have thoughts of weight or weight loss or those diet culture messages in the back of your mind. So just check in with yourself and ask, is this a goal that is truly for my physical health, or is it centered around wanting to achieve a beauty standard? Some other goals that you might set that are going to be with health in mind, but totally unrelated to physical health could be things like reading every day, journaling, meditating, things that are going to support your mental and emotional health. This is so important because when we can take the attention off of our physical appearance, we are going to be able to find so much more meaning in life. We are going to be able to live more intentionally, have more presence, have more meaningful conversations with people. In contrast, when we are so heavily focused on our appearance and influenced by diet culture, we tend to just focus on those surface level things. That's what the conversations tend to be about because that is what is running our lives. It is all consuming. But truthfully, all of the surface level shit is the least interesting part about you. I want you to think for a second, and this might sound a little morbid, but when you are six feet under, what do you think people are going to remember you for? It's not going to be the way that you looked or what your pant size was or how much you weigh. They're going to remember how you made them feel, the impact that you had on your lives. And that's true for the walking, talking, breathing version of you as well. When you have interactions with people, what do they take away from it? They take away how you made them feel, the impact, the connection. And connection is really hard to master when you are so disconnected from yourself. So that tip number three is to Set goals that are not related to how you look and your physical appearance. And then the last tip that I have, and this is a big one, and it's going to be a really uncomfortable one, is to get rid of all of the shit in your closet that doesn't fit you. Closet purge. I know how difficult this is going to feel. It can feel very overwhelming even hearing me say it. You might be like, hell no, you are crazy bitch. But getting rid of the articles of clothing that don't fit you, even though you might love them, even though they once fit you, you have amazing memories and cute pictures, and you're never going to be able to find them again because they are one-of-a-kind pieces, getting rid of them is going to alleviate so much pressure from you. And I know that in the back of your mind, you might be thinking, well, maybe they'll fit me one day if I just diet hard enough. But girl, it is not worth it. It's not helpful to walk into your closet and have them taunt you. You see those clothes and they say, hey you, you're not good enough because you can't fit me. And then you try them on and you feel so uncomfortable and it just validates that you're not doing good enough and you might feel sad or ashamed and you deserve better than that. You deserve clothes that fit you. I'm going to tell you right now, wearing clothes that fit you is going to take your confidence from a two to a ten. So it's time to tell those clothes that don't fit you to beat it. Kick them to the curb. In closing, what I will say about the journey to body acceptance versus the journey to food freedom is that it's harder. It is for sure harder. And they both certainly go hand in hand. You know, food freedom and having a healthy relationship with your body, having a positive or even a neutral body image are very interconnected. However, the difference is that our relationship with food and that whole journey is or can be a private experience. Our journey with our body cannot be. We can't pretend to live in a different body. We can't disguise our illnesses or injuries, but we can disguise our relationship with food because people don't see that, or they don't see all of it anyways. Our body image journey is a public show, and this is where having support is so important. Otherwise, it is far too easy to succumb to those voices of diet culture that we know are just leading us to a dead end. So if you really want to improve your body image and your confidence and your self-esteem, it's going to take courage and it's going to take some discomfort. But if I can overcome a decade of disordered eating, over a decade of disordered eating and body dysmorphia, you can do it too. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you feel seen and heard and validated and so, so supported and just know that I love you. I believe in you. And this whole conversation was really just scratching the surface of body image. So please reach out if you have any questions, if you have anything that you want to talk about, that is a more personal experience. If you need more support with this, I am so happy to help you. And I hope that you have the best day of your entire life. I'll catch you on the next episode. thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys got value from the show, I would love for you to rate and share it. And if you have any questions about the conversation today, you can always find me on Instagram or Facebook at Chelsea Glubish. Catch you on the next one.